Warning, warning. Two idiots have been chosen by the system. Please cover your ears and await further skill unlocks. Hello, welcome back to Discovering SCP. We are back. Do you know who I am? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, you're Tanhoney. I do fucking remember. Are we going to do one of those, like, our little short animated things, but it's like, oh, what do you remember about Tanhoney? <laughs> Tell me what you remember about I have me. to recall. <laughs> uh, I recall uh, in another world, um, I once knew you, but you Did, you, did we do laundry and taxes? <laughs> no, we would not do laundry and, yeah, and uh, taxes. Not. You could. I wouldn't. Oh, man. But, uh, we are back. And, are so uh, how back. you been? I've been okay. Sorry, I just got back from the right. gym. I'm, I'm uh, pretty good. Hard working boy, getting this muscle. Exactly. Mm. In contrast, uh, yesterday... Training up for had, the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> I had a meeting with, uh, um, a Juana doctor to, uh get my shit and I filed my renewal for my license. And do you have any stoners in your life, Tan? Or like people that smoke weed? Uh, no. Mm. Let me describe for you then, because there's like I feel like the, most people that smoke weed are a certain way and I do not fit in them with them. Like, um, have you ever gone on like a subreddit to, about like a game or something you like and everyone in there is like super into it and like a giga yeah, expert yeah, at yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> It's kind of like that. Like, every time I talk to anyone who smokes weed, I'm like, oh, cool, I like weed. Or, and it's like, whether it's a friend or, like, the doctor, they're like, oh, have you heard about this strain? And have you heard about the the laws they're passing in X state? And uh, what do you know about the terpenes on this in the in the database? And it's just like, I don't fucking <laughs> know that much about weed. What are you talking about? <laughs> I know how... Or they'll be like, I, there's this other way you can do weed where you, like, put wax in this bong-like thing and you heat it up and it gives you a better high. It's like, dude, I smoke it. Sometimes I take an edible... It helps with my anxiety and depression. I, I don't think about it that hard. I, I'm not a pro. But, like, basically, my marijuana weeding was like, okay, you're still depressed? Cool. By the way, and cool. then 15 <laughs> minutes of far, t- far, far too much information on uh, the state of marijuana everywhere. I see. I was basically just listening to this lady ramble and waiting for the call to end so I could go do my renewal app. Um, but, yeah. Other than that, uh, what else did we do? We started playing Planet Side 2 together. Yeah, um, we, we, uh, we, we joined the war. I'm assembling a team in the Discord server. If anyone's in there in the Gamers channel, I put a thread. Respond in there, and I've got a role and a special VC. We're going to try see if we can't get a squad together. Uh, other than that, though, do we have any other news before we jump in? Um, I don't have any news. Not that I can think of. Uh, all right. Uh, in actually, case... mm-hmm. no, it's not news. <laughs> I was just gonna say, uh, you may have noticed on that. Well, you you know it's because we talked about it. we've been doing like some some weird stuff the last couple of episodes where we're looking at stuff that isn't necessarily SCP all the time. We've been like browsing around and looking at different stuff like holders more often and stuff. Th- that's true, but I was thinking maybe we should do an SCP this week. Oh, okay, SCP stuff. Uh, I, I don't care what we do regardless, especially if you have something else planned already, but I just feel like, I don't know. I, I feel like I've worried people. I don't hate SCPs. I do like looking at other stuff and branching out, but, like, you know, it's been a minute, uh, and I kind of want to read, I don't know, like, I want to read more stuff about, like, Church of the Broken God or, like, Game of Thrones. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Okay. But if you already have something planned, let's just do that instead. I don't care. Well, forget what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, what were you going to say? Say it, say it. Uh, I was going to say, maybe we should, like, I was looking at like, the number one story on Royal Road, like, going, like, really far off base. Do you mean Mother of Learning? I've yeah, already read that. Oh, well, never mind then. That's another reason. <laughs> it's, um, it's, 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 I have a love and hate relationship with Mother of Learning. And less love and hate, never more like it. and what? dislike. So it's fun. It's got a really cool premise in really cool characters. Okay. So um, but there's it. a part of the story where it just kind of does the same thing over and over. So the premise of the story is it's this guy stuck in a time loop, right? Okay. Uh, and he's trying to stop this big bad um, because if he doesn't, then uh, and like the time loop eventually sticks, uh, then like everyone he knows and loves dies. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, it's there's there's all this interesting intrigue as he slowly unravels the plot who's behind it he meets all these different allies and he travels all over the place in the time that because the loop lasts like a month i think so he goes all over the continent in like various loops and learns all sorts of different things and it's really cool but about halfway or three-fourths of the way through the story it hits a point where every chapter and bit is just basically a list of him learning more things and there's not really anything interesting character-wise or story-wise going on. It's just, okay, he learned how to do this. Oh, he combined these things he learned to do this. And oh, it's basically just fucking gassing up his powers until the end. <laughs> basically, basically. And then finally gets to the end, which is cool. But... So overall, I liked it. I thought it was cool, especially because the person who started it just did it as a world-building project for a book they wanted to write. But I thought it was really disappointing how it loses steam after a bit. Uh, and it's just like you watching him slowly grind his powers up, and it's like who fucking cares? Exactly. Um, but overall, I liked it. Uh, I would recommend checking it out. I, th- but, this is like really, really. But I, I think I've mentioned this to you before. Like a lot of these like isekai animes and stuff, where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I was born as like the weakest fucking dumb shit in the world, so <laughs> in the new world, and like and then one, they become the most it's powerful. Like, it's like also, I have the super secret skill that like makes me like double power every time I fucking fart or whatever. So, like, so you're not the <laughs> super weakest the- shit. Oh, yeah. Basically, the slime anime. I'm and talking every about the slime anime. Yeah, to be honest. Because <laughs> <laughs> like at that point, you might as well not be a slime. The slime anime is one of those turn my brain off ones. Like objectively, it's not a great story. Well, I, but I enjoyed it co- as I was watching it. In retrospect, it was yeah, it was so bad. Yeah, my uh, my coworker recommended it to me. And he's like, "No, this one's fire. Trust me. It's not like <laughs> the other isekai, and it was exactly like the other isekai." But I turned my brain skin. off and liked it. Yeah, I think the one thing that made it a little more fun is the visuals were really fun. That was kind of fun, just like watching them go crazy, but that was about it. Um, yeah, but Mother of Learning, oh, one thing you might appreciate, I don't remember his name, but the main character is very Dragon-esque, like he's a little fucking book nerd that's like kind of like not great at magic to start, but he's really smart, and they, so they like let him into magic school even though he's poor as shit. And he's like, and he starts off kind of just worrying about himself. But once he realizes, like, he gets to know people throughout the time loops and the stake of what's happening, he like really grows as a person. That's yeah, super yeah, cool yeah, yeah. Um, I freaking love growing as a person. Yeah, I, I would say read it. Uh, when you hit the grind parts, you can always skip ahead or just drop it. But I liked it enough. There you go. If you're thinking of checking out more from Blanik, <laughs> um, <laughs> keep this in mind. They have one of the coolest races of people in a fantasy ever. So normally in fantasy, you know, you have a goblins, orcs, all that, right? Yeah, tell me. There's, there's a time where there's, like, these freaky telekinetic spiders, or telepathic spiders in a dungeon. And normally, they always just kill people or get killed, because, you know, you see a 
freaky psychic spider in a dungeon. It's trying to defend itself. You fight to the death. But because he loops so much, he actually somehow manages to get a chance to talk with one. And they realize it's like this whole race of people. There's all this miscommunication and prejudice between these groups. And that was really cool to me. It was super unique. And they have their whole, like, own society that no one knows about because they're always just murdering each other. <laughs> uh, it was super sick. And they teach them how to, how to do fucking telepathy. They're like, oh, you, you, you have some potential. We'll, we'll, we'll help you train. Uh, oh, it's so good. All right, sorry. What were we reading again? Um, I don't know. We were maybe <laughs> going to read SCP. We were going to maybe read Royal Roads. Um. Uh, I gotcha, I gotcha. Uh, let me think, let me think, because uh, now, now I'm hopping between two worlds. <laughs> um, um, we, can, we can still read Mother of Learning if you want. It could be fun on its own. I haven't read it in, like, almost a year, I think. But I was posting about it in DSP. That's DSV. not that long. <laughs> um, let's look, well, there's, like, the top ten. Like, these are the strongest stories. Let's have a look. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you the ones I've read so far, because I did read a couple of this. So I read Mother of Learning. Yeah. Uh, and I read a couple chapters of Beware of Chicken, and although it had a fun premise at first, so it's about it's not it's it's about this guy. He uh, are you familiar with? I, I'm gonna mispronounce this. Forgive me. Uh, you know that story uh, that um, genre of Chinese fiction that's like martial yeah, arts and magic, like Janja. It's that, but this guy just wants to. He reincarnates, uh, and he just wants he to be a farmer. And, like, by farming, he, like, kind of gets some, like, earth chakra bullshit going. Uh, And uh, his chicken, though, uh, he has a chicken on his farm that, like, through him uh, planting things in the earth. uh, Think about this. You know uh, Saitama and Genos? I I know them. It's it's that exact mechanic where the guy's, like, secretly super strong, but he doesn't realize it or utilize it. And the chicken is, like, gaining sentience and training to be, like, a standard Janja protagonist. And it's kind of funny. <laughs> but uh, after a bit, it gets pretty predictable. But I like With it. With a lot of these, like, this genre that I've, I've, I've heard on called This RPG, it feels like a lot of them sort of, like, cannibalize at this point. Because <laughs> it's, um, it's always, like, here's my twist on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say, I, I've gotten the impression that Royal Road is maybe the site for lit RPGs more than necessarily web serials. Yeah. <laughs> you fool, you should have... <laughs> Jurgana menu pops up, level up! Acquired! Like, new you've acquired skill. <laughs> new skill, recording. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? That should be the cursed Capricorn uh, right off YouTube. <laughs> Okay, well, let me have this one that's called Let's, Best Ongoing, called Super Supportive, and it's like apparently where, super. Where's, where's Best Ongoing? How do I get to oh, that? It's on the front page if you just go down a bit. Ongoing fictions, but. Uh, Keep going. Okay. Um, I don't know how to get to Best Ongoing. Just scroll down on the homepage. Okay, go to the homepage. Let's yeah. keep going down, you'll see it. Best Ongoing. Okay. Let's check it out. Uh, Let's find out what's going on. Magical girl gunslinger. We got that. <laughs> I know your that. eyes immediately snapped to that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I want his boobies on the page. All right, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, a Nerubian oh, journey. That one's got a cute little spider on though, it. So maybe not. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I, I uh, a Nerubian journey has a cute little, uh, cute little spider on it. Uh, Blood, eh. Ghost in the City, Cyberpunk, Peter didn't even, SI? Didn't even uh, finish the title of Blood and Fur, I know it's... <laughs> Zenith of you Sorcery. You liked Blood, but Fur you didn't care for. 
<laughs> I just assumed it would be like a furry fig or something. Well, apparently Super is like the best one, so let's see. <laughs> I I think I read exactly the first chapter of this, um, and I don't remember it that much. Okay. Yeah, I read the first chapter of this. Let's check a look. <laughs> All right. Hold on, am I logged into my Royal Road account? Even even when I'm on Royal Road in that SCP, I'm not logged in. This is bullshit. It's fantastic. It's not fantastic. <clears throat> By the way, it's one PMZ on the uh, DSCP wiki. I got a PM from Dr. Vicky Loss who started listening to Discover SCP. Tell Darnell I think he's super cool and should get his own tower. Never. <gasps> Wait, who said that? Uh, Dr. Vicky Lost uh, PM'd me on uh, Wiki.com. Vicky Lost? Yeah. Thank you. Finally, the recognition I deserve. Um, yeah, I, I, I actually know it. It's fucked up because I was like, let's read SCP. That's what people want. And, you know, I don't hate it. And I don't want to prove I don't hate it. But now I'm kind of excited about reading Royal Road <laughs> web serials on the podcast. So, so let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, we'll read this. Okay. And then unless people super, super love it, we'll go back to SCP for a bit next yeah. week. <laughs> very quickly the name of the podcast has started to no longer apply Dis- discovering royal road <laughs> discovering whatever the fuck we want to discover we've done 116 yeah, fucking episodes we can do what we want you know what the thing I is there is no juice. canon in the SCP wiki which means this entire story could take place in the SCP yeah it could smiles. so just think about no, that you know because they're a hidden organization the protagonists wouldn't know about them uh, Iris shows up in the story later I swear let's, let's read right, the, the like blurb let's find out Oh, this is cute. Hold on. Uh, okay, yeah, read the blurb of the story, and then I'm gonna. I want to read the author's note on chapter one. Everyone wants superpowers, including Alden Ford. But even if he's lucky enough to be one of the few humans granted magical abilities by the extraterrestrial system, there is. Oh, been, there it is. Been <laughs> things on Earth for decades. His goal of being a battlefield support hero is still a long way off. That's what I was playing in Planet Side. He had the same fucking opinion. <laughs> That's what I was playing in Planet Side. I was a battlefield support hero. He's got determination on his side, and maybe a murderous alien desk clerk, too. The universe is a complicated place. Alden's about to meet it. This story has stats, but they don't appear in the early chapters. No, I need to know his stats. Are you insane? So I noticed the office is at the bottom, so I immediately skipped to the end, I noticed. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Was the office that you're talking about? No, no, oh, uh, I hit chapter I hit chapter one, and there's a little note oh. before the story starts. I was looking at the wrong one. I was looking over a learning. <laughs> Welcome to Super uh, Supportive. I'm really glad you're here. I hope you enjoyed the read. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you, Slaker. This sweet. is a story by Slaker, by the way. Slaker. Alright, we ready? Uh, yeah, I'm so ready. <coughs> okay. Are you reading or me? I don't know. You sort of played your friend like you could be reading, so I'm not sure. I'll read because I think I already re- I, I've read this okay. chapter, so I can't react much. And then if we get the chapter, you can understand the, the text. You can like get across the emotions to me a bit better than I could. He woke to the taste of blood and the agony of a sharp, terrifying pain. His ears rang. His head pounded. His bare chest was pressed to the carpet his parents had installed in their new apartment just a week ago. It still smelled funny, gluey, and artificial. Daddy! He screamed. Mama! Blood fell from his mouth under the carpet. One of his arms was caught under his body, and he couldn't move it. Something had pierced the side of his stomach. It hurt. It hurt so much. He called again for his parents, but his own voice sounded weird, distant. On the floor all around him, shards of glass sparkled in the orange glow of his nightlight. There was wind in the room. The window must have broken, but he couldn't see it from here. 
He looked around as best he could and spotted Wummy, plump and smiling, lying beside him. The stuffed wombat was half hidden by a comforter that had spilled over the side of the bed. Sobbing, he reached for Wummy with his good arm and grabbed him by the ear. Beneath them, the building shook. A fire alarm began to shriek. Suddenly, there was a deep thoom of sound. The boy felt an awful pain in his ears as the world exploded around him. Something, someone, blasted through the exterior wall of his bedroom. The ceiling crumbled. Chunks of concrete flew through the air like cannonballs. With his face pressed to the floor, the boy didn't see any of it. But he felt small pieces of the rubble hitting his back. Then he felt a crushing, smothering weight as the mattress from his bed landed on top of him. Pain from whatever was stabbing into his side shot through him, making every muscle spasm. He screamed as loud as he could. In response, he heard nothing but a terrible rushing noise and an endless high-pitched whine. Something heavy landed on the mattress. The air was pressed from his lungs. He couldn't breathe. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. Help! Dying was painful. It was dark. He wanted his mother. He wanted... Light. The boy didn't know what had happened. Maybe he had passed out. Maybe he'd been struck on the head, and his memories were having a hard time sticking. The only thing he knew for sure was that he was awake now, and there was light all around him. A semi-transparent globe of it encased him, glittering like a bubble full of silver stars. He was suspended inside the bubble, his body frozen. He tried to twitch his fingers or turn his head, but his mind was the only part of him that could still move, and it seemed to be moving more sluggishly than it should. There was no pain. He couldn't even blink, but his eyes didn't feel dry. He and the bubble slowly spun in place. And that place was... Where was he? There was so much wreckage in the room that he only gradually recognized it as his own. A gaping hole in the wall looked out onto the ruin of a building. The night was full of smoke, dust, and flashes of red and white light. Fire truck lights, he thought. There was a station near their apartment. He loved to watch the trucks pass by on the street below. It is exciting, bud, his father always said. <laughs> but remember to say a prayer for the people they're going to help. His father was a pastor. His mother had just gotten a job as a nurse in the Artonan House of Healing. The son of a pastor and a consecrated nurse was supposed to say prayers for all kinds of things. It was important, but sometimes he forgot. Dear God, he thought now as the bubble slowly rotated, I think something bad is happening. Please keep me and my family and Wummy safe. Please be with the firemen and don't let them get burned. Please take care of the people the, the firemen are going to help. Amen. Next, in our tone and word chain to call good fortune from other worlds, he only knew a few of them, and he only knew them in English. Most people said that was useless, but his mother's boss had no faithful intention when completely unrewarded. My heart calls out to another in good faith. Spare me your luck under tonight's moons, and tomorrow I will spare you an equal portion of mine. Frozen in place as he was, he couldn't make the accompanying hand gesture. Hopefully it would still help. As his bubble continued to spin, more of the broken world around him came into view. He could see through one of his bedroom walls into the apartment's main living area. There was a band of destruction through the center of the room. The wood flooring was ripped up and splintered. The sofa was turned on its side beside the breakfast counter that separated the kitchen from the den. The coffee table was missing. No! The front... No! <laughs> My coffee! The front door was missing, too, along with part of the surrounding wall. Through the gap, he could see the hall. Dim emergency light strips near the ceiling illuminated a neighbor's door. Dark liquid was splattered across the pale paint and the shiny brass number plate. The boy knew something was very wrong. He remembered his own terror, but his fear was almost as muffled as his pain now, and he felt only curiosity and a faint unease as more and more of the disaster was revealed. There were strange people in his room. Two of them. No, three. 
They were against the wall, beside the small bookcase he and his mother had decorated with animal stickers on the day they moved in. First, he noticed their clothes. The woman, her brown hair braided around her head like a crown, wore combat boots and what looked like a blue motorcycle jacket that sparkled with the unmistakable glitter of real magic. She crouched beside a seated man with black hair and a sculpted beard. He was dressed in an armored bodysuit in the same shade of dark blue. No visible magic sparkled over him, but a sigil was emblazoned into the suit's chest. They're superheroes, thought the boy. Real ones. Is this going to be like the boys? Um, I don't know, because I only read the first chapter, but at least from the first chapter, I don't believe so. Okay. (laughs) Excitement stirred inside. You guys are the real heroes. (laughs) I think it's going to be a mix, based on the tone I got. Mm -hmm. It's like... It's like, heroes aren't exactly as great as they seem, but it's not like Homelander levels where they're fucking murdering people that disagree (laughs) with them and, like, doing unspeakable war crimes. I think they're just assholes. Uh, Excitement stirred inside him for the briefest instant before stilling. The man was weeping and shaking his head, staring down at the palms of his trembling hands as if they didn't belong to him. The woman reached out toward him, biting her lip. He jerked away. On the floor at their feet, the third stranger lay still. He was a teenager, the boy thought, though it was hard to tell in flashing lights. He wore a black hoodie, and his pale face stared up at the ceiling, unblinking. Is he frozen like me? But no, the person in the hoodie wasn't inside a silvery bubble. He was sprawled across the carpet, and as more of his body came into view, the boy saw that it had been ripped nearly in half. Horror rose, filling him, only to drain away as if someone had pulled a plug. The man gestured toward the dead body, his face agonized. His mouth opened wide as if he were shouting, but inside the bubble there was no sound. The woman looked over, looked toward the body, too. Her face was serious and sad. She reached over and gently shut the dead boy's eyes. She closed her own and said something. Maybe she's praying, too. Then she stood. As she did, she glanced up and looked at the boy in the bubble. Their eyes met. She seemed startled and upset for a moment before taking a deep breath and hurrying toward him, smiling broadly. It's a fake smile. He thought, you're gone? He can tell? <laughs> Cogitant. <laughs> Cogitant brain activated. This is some brand <laughs> unique <laughs> lie detection. <laughs> the ultimate skill. <laughs> Sister was giving you skill. Cogitant. Uh, I love that so much. <sighs> I didn't convince you that something wasn't as bad as the ones they wore before they gave you shots at the doctor's office. Oh, sorry. It was a sm- I didn't read that line. It was a smile adults used when they were trying <laughs> so to convince you that something, <laughs> something wasn't as bad as it really was. The one they wore before they gave you shots. I should have just read the no, whole thought- thing like that. Is <laughs> I, thought, I thought we had already yeah, read that. I was trying to catch up to where we were. <laughs> the smiling woman positioned herself between him and, and the dead body. Then she pulled a small pad of paper and a marker out of her jacket. She wrote something and held it up for him to read. The print was clear and large. Don't be afraid. We are here to help you. She gave him plenty of time to read it. Then she wrote on a new page, My name is Hannah. My friend is Arjun. He was faintly disappointed they had real names. Lots of superheroes used code names, but not all of them. I will cover your bubble. Then we will take you to a safe place. My name's Alden, he thought. What place? Where are my parents? Will they, will they be there? But he had no way of speaking. Hannah gave Alden another strained smile and a thumbs up. Then she bent down to the floor. She popped back up a moment later holding Wummy. She unzipped her jacket partway and made a show of carefully tucking the wombat inside before zipping it back up so that a smiling face peeked out just under her chin. She gave the bubble another thumbs up. Alden caught a glimpse of Arjun and the nameless dead boy as she bent again. The superhero's face was hidden by one shaking hand. Then a blanket, Alden's own comforter, stained with blood. 
was tossed over the whole silver bubble, and he couldn't see anything anymore. That was a good uh, introduction. I'm intrigued. And now I don't know anything else about this. All right, would you like to read next? Uh, Sure. Let me check a look. This is chapter two. Two weeks later. Alden lay in his hospital bed, watching rain spatter against the windows and stream down the glass in river lays. That's a new word for me. (laughs) Wummy lay beside him in a handheld video game console in his lap, chirping occasionally to remind him that he'd left his game on pause. He winced and shirt off. The chirp was too similar to the high-pitched ringing he'd had in his ears ever since the disaster. The doctors and the healer had both told him the same thing, that there was a good chance the whining sound would stop on its own, but it might not. The console had been given to him at the House of Healing, right after his broken arm and wrist were mended. He was supposed to play with it often, something about maintaining dexterity in a healing limb, but he'd mostly been using it to distract <laughs> himself and everything else. Assigned gaming homework. <laughs> System activated. Skill acquired. Level one. When is he going to acquire skills? <laughs> When's the system going to come up? I'm excited. We're being so mean. I'm at, by the yeah. way, to clarify, if the author hears this, I'm enjoying this story. I just love this we, gag we, because we me and Tan... Have, <laughs> Me and Tan have had this gag for a while. We love the gag of, like, the manhwa system. It's, like, level acquired, new skill activated, consuming old skill to evolve. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, please continue. I'm enjoying the story. It worked, sometimes. But not as well here in the children's hospital it be transferred to a few days ago. The house of healing was soothing in a way a mundane hospital never could be. Here, now, everything Alden saw reminded him that things were wrong and would never be right again. Dragon at the age of 12 be like... Damn. And he was a source of gossip for someone who would win. <laughs> Dragon versus Alden. <laughs> Maybe not up to this he is right now. <laughs> it's like, sorry. I, don't, I'm not, I can't wait for you to get strong. <laughs> the only one who decides what happens to me is me punting a kid into the stratosphere. <laughs> it's like, you can't. That's not more. It's like, I decide my morality. <laughs> But not as well here in the children's hospital. And he was a source of gossip for some of the staff. He knew it because he'd heard a couple of them talking just outside his room when they thought he was asleep. Poor thing lost his parents in such a horrible way. And he's still having to manage to reach any other family. Do you know if he saw it happen? God, I can't imagine the trauma. It wasn't like it was mean gossip. They all felt sorry for him. They all meant well. But Alden hated it. And nobody would tell him the truth about what had happened. Not the whole truth. Not even the grief counsellor who had spent so much time talking about being honest and open with your feelings. His home would be destroyed and his parents had died in a supervillain attack. The heroes hired by the city of Chicago had not been able to bring the villain to control without collateral damage. Alden didn't know what that meant. How had he died? Why couldn't he see their bodies? Which supervillain was it? Why, why had they wanted to hurt Alden's parents? If one more adult told him it was a total terrible accident, one that was impossible for someone his age to understand, he was going to throw his console at their lying smile. Just as he thought that, Nurse Amanda knocked once and then came straight in. At least she wasn't smiling. In fact, she was wearing a worried frown. Alden, sweetie, she said, someone has come to visit you. Now you don't have to see her if you don't want to. <laughs> Who is it? He asked quickly. Alden had seen a few different visitors. His teacher had visited him three times and he brought handmade get-well-soon cards from the entire third grade. A couple of the nurses from the House of Healing had come as well. And the children's choir director from his father's old church had driven overnight all the way from Nashville with a tray of cupcakes and cheese straws. I just had a realization. What's your realization? I'm so sorry, because it's not related to the oh. story. 
But just because he mentioned school. Did Dragon ever go to school uh, with his upbringing? Yeah. So he still went to school, even when his mom was making him do all that? Part-time, part-time yeah. student? Full-time gangster? <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. All right. Visitors were good. Visitors filled the room with noise so that Alton didn't have to hear his own thoughts. It's Hannah Elba, sweetie, the superhero. Alden froze, his mind flickering automatically to his dark, ruined bedroom. The flashing lights in the body, the body of the villain, lying there, torn open. Then we had a foreign feel to it, like it belonged to someone else. But at the same time, it was too detailed and clear. He hadn't seen Hannah... System or- activated. Skill granted. Trauma. You <laughs> <laughs> hadn't seen Hannah or Arj. That's not mean gossip, but you're increasing that trauma. Imagine if he could hear you. <laughs> what? Imagine if Alden could hear you. <laughs> Poor Alden. You hadn't seen Hanno or Arjun since the day it happened. The biggest curse in the world. Imagine like you get hit like a magic attack and suddenly you can hear us commentating on you. Oh my god! I would I would immediately kill myself. I wouldn't want to but live that you'd life. be hearing you going, oh look, he's going for the news method. Oh, classic. <laughs> Just like two annoying online people yeah. commenting on your whole life. Forever. Yeah. That's horrifying. Ugh. <laughs> Please continue. He hadn't seen Hannah or Arjun since the day it happened. He'd been in a bubble, covered by the blanket for what felt like a long time. When the comforter was moved, he and Hannah had been alone together in the back of the van. She'd written him lots of notes, explaining what was going on, what was happening. You're injured, but you'll be alright. My spell is keeping you safe and calm. We'll go into the House of Healing. They will help you. It will not hurt. They will stay with you until you fall asleep. My spell is keeping you safe and calm. Mine won't. Magic missile. That's a, a mysterious figure from the doorway. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Where are my parents? Alton had thought over and over again, willing the question to get through. Where are they? Did you rescue them too? Now, of course, he knew that she hadn't. You don't have to see her, Nurse Amanda had said again, seemed to make a silence of fear. And just because she's a superhero doesn't mean she gets to do whatever she likes. No wonder would never. <laughs> I'll tell her you... I want to see her! Alden cried, nearly falling out of his bed in his eagerness. His stomach muscles complained a little, but they were nearly healed now, he barely noticed. Hannah would know things. Maybe she would explain why everything had gone wrong. Where is she? The nurse stared at him. She's downstairs at the checking desk. Give me a minute, sweetie. She'll come to you. <laughs> Fucking reins of cast in your place. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <clears throat> oh, man. Anna Elba muttered, staring at her reflection in the polished metal of the elevator door. I don't think they're going to let me in, Clyde. I'm going to have to go rogue and climb up the side of the building or something. That'll be a great look at the six o'clock news, her friend said dryly <laughs> through her ear, but I'd like to see you try it. You failed hard on the rock wall every time in gym class. I should have come sooner, Hannah said, ignoring the jab. But I was waiting for them to find the kid's aunt so I could talk to her and get permission. Only it started to seem like they're never going to track the lady down. She makes everything so much worse. I don't know. It's not your fault his parents died. It is. Truly not. Shut up about it. No. You had to stabilize a building. In a crazy situation. Fighting against a vill with weird ass powers. A vill. Like that slang. Um, presumably short for villain. A vill. Isn't villain short enough? <laughs> Hell yeah. Villain. No, it's not. You are... in, in a superhero fight, every syllable counts. <laughs> you should know that fucking supreme writer. You aren't perfect. You're not perfect, man. You're not. 
You're perfect. the best, Hannah. You did your best. Sergeant did his best. It wasn't quite enough. Mistakes happen to all of us at some point in our careers. That's all there is to it. For a moment, they both felt quiet. Is he? Quite hesitated. Is he going to be all right? Hannah closed her eyes. You should have seen his face, Cly. Killing a civilian has always been his biggest fear, and the way I had to take the villain down this time. He'll never trust me to do my job again, and why should sh- why should he? I don't know, but he blames you. Not even Arjun. Hannah shook her head. I promised him, she said quietly. I told him at his back. I told him he could go all out. That's the whole reason for teaming up. It's the whole reason we're here in Chicago. Oh. So this guy must have some crazy strong ability, and he used it to beat the villain, but there was someone they didn't see that got murdered on the side. Well, I assume what happened was that something happened and they blew the hole in the fucking building. Yeah. Oh, that's what the dead kid was. Mm. But he had space for a pair and says someone else, and I, behind her, the woman checking that glass cleared her throats. You can head on up, Miss Elber. He's in room 3703. Hannah spun around and gave the other one a bright smile. Thank you so much. Have a nice day. Wow, you really go all in on the public persona thing. Clive muttered for the earbud. It's an important part of the job. There's least I can do to get that much right. Can I pop on to you a little bit here? Oh my god, he couldn't even finish the chapter. It's a longer chapter. <laughs> it's not. It is. I've got you. Tag him. Fuck it is. Alden was by himself when the superhero arrived. It had taken actual begging to get the nurse to leave him alone with his visitor, but she finally relented. He could still hear her murmuring rules and warnings to Hannah through the door, though. His heart was racing. Excitement, nerves, a little bit of fear. He'd only met a hero once before the accident. It was in first grade. The school held a special assembly, and a hero named Electric Yo-Yo would come to talk to them all about staying safe during emergencies. Heroes are helpers, just like firemen and police officers, Yo-Yo had said, flinging a little orb of green lightning. (laughs) It's pretty good. Flinging a little orb of green lightning around the stage and calling it back to him like it was a pet. Our powers might look scary, but that doesn't mean we'll hurt you. If one of us gives you instructions, be sure to follow them so that we can keep you safe. Yo-Yo had been funny. He'd given out pencils and stickers. Alden couldn't imagine him tearing someone in half. <laughs> Damn. I don't know what gets up to. You Yo-yo, second gear! <laughs> Just start spinning, cutting people out. Hey, you didn't do what I told you to, kid. You can't blame me. I guess I can't well, keep you that. safe. <laughs> Time to walk this dog. Slice. Yeah, you turns it's like a hound when he does the move. <laughs> Ow! This is just noises. I, I love the DSCP soundboard. <laughs> oh, where was I again? Um, <clears throat> Finally, Hannah stepped yeah. through the door, interrupting his thoughts. She had a nervous smile on her face. Her hands were in the pockets of her motorcycle jacket, which just looked like normal clothes right now without the sparkle of magic coating it. Her brown hair was pulled back into two French braids. Hi, Alden, she said. I just came by to check on you. Is that Okay. She didn't come an inch closer until he nodded. When he did, she walked over to the chair beside its bed and sat down. The vinyl creaked under her weight. They stared at each other for a minute, neither of them blinking. Then Hannah licked her lips and said, So, I don't know if you remember me, but I'm Hannah. Hannah Elber. My friend and I... I remember, Alden said quickly. How could I forget? Oh, good! I thought maybe you wouldn't because of the spell. You were awake inside of it, which was pretty unusual. Um, how are you feeling? 
Did they get you all patched up? I'm okay. My ears make a lot of noise. They have to keep me here until they're sure my stomach's better. Right. You got stabbed by a big hunk of metal. It flew in right through your window. That had to hurt. I'm so sorry about that. It had to hurt. He remembered being in agony before he was in the bubble. But that memory was like the rest of the night. It was clear, but it felt like it belonged to someone else. I never got to see it, he said. What? The piece of metal I got stabbed with. I never got to see it. I didn't think to ask until they brought me here, and nobody knows where it went. Oh, is that the system, you think? <laughs> the system is a chunk of metal. It downloaded it. It was a USB flash drive. <laughs> downloaded powers. Hannah had a weird look on her face for a second, but then she nodded. Yeah, I get that. I'd want to see the thing, too. Oh, it's probably Arjun from his power. <laughs> they got rid of it. I just think she's like, that's kind of weird, bro. <laughs> I don't think there's like a big uh, plot reason to it. Well, maybe. 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 Hey, don't... I'm just... I'm just spitballing here. They probably disposed of it, though. I don't think they can keep bloody chunks of shrapnel lying around at the House of Healing. But I can ask just to be sure if you want me to. Alden nodded. He was relieved that talking to Hannah was so easy. She wasn't treating him like a baby. Ask if I can have it. Will do, Hannah said, giving him a salute. And if you're curious about what it was, I got a good look at it. I'm almost positive it was a piece of a table saw blade. A saw? She made a vaguely triangular shape with her fingers. He had a piece of it this big in your side. Wow. Alden pondered that. Then he asked, Do you want to see my scar? What? From the table saw. (laughs) Do you want to see my scar? It's purple. Hannah blinked. Then she smiled. Do I ever? Alden nodded. The doctors and nurses had all told him the scar was cool. It was good to have confirmation from a superhero. He pulled up his hospital-issued pajama shirt to reveal the long, raised scar on his left side. It was dark purple, and it went down at a slight angle from his lower ribs. Hannah made a big deal over it, too. Interesting scars are like collector's items for supers, she told him. That one's great. It doesn't hurt much anymore. I'm glad, said Hannah. They had a real healer patch you up since it was a superpower-related incident. He'd normally be out of the hospital already, but a healed body can suddenly revert. It's incredibly rare, but since you had a strange reaction to my bubble of patient waiting, they're being extra cautious with you. The silver bubble spell? Hannah nodded. I'm sorry, she said. Normally, if I put a living being inside it, they lose awareness. If I'd realized you were awake in there, I wouldn't have let you see... that. Alden felt his face fall. Oh, right. I had important questions to ask her, and she might not stay long. Was that the villain who killed my parents? He asked. The guy who was on my floor? Yeah, said Hannah, sitting up straight and clasping her hands together on top of her knees. Yeah, that was the bad guy. Didn't anyone talk to you about him? Alden flopped back onto his pillows. He gripped the blanket tightly. No, nobody answers my questions with actual answers. They just say nice-sounding words that don't mean anything. He heard Hannah take a deep breath. After a beat, she said, Well, that's not fair to you, but maybe they just don't know enough to tell you everything. I'm not sure how much information regular people actually have right now. Probably a lot of gossip and only a little bit of truth. Do you... uh, I can answer questions if you want? It doesn't have to be today. We can wait until you're out of the hospital or... Why did the villain kill my parents? Alvin asked... Oh, oh jeez. Alvin asked immediately, (laughs) twisting the blankets in his hands. Was he trying to rob us? Or was he mad at them? Why? He'd wondered and wondered. Maybe if there was a reason for the terrible thing that had happened, it would all start to make sense. Hannah gulped. Well, he was a a U-class. Do you know what that means? Unique. A couple of Alden's favorite heroes had unique classes. 
They weren't necessarily stronger than other heroes, but they had unusual powers that didn't fit into the normal set of classes people were granted when they were chosen by the Artonin system. <clears throat> right. He'd just been called by the system a few months ago, from what we understand, and he got his unique class and his first skills. Instead of registering and coming to live on Anasadora? Anesidora Island, or in another hero zone like he was supposed to, he started using his power on civilians. It was an unexpectedly familiar story to Alvin. In movies and television shows, the supervillain was almost always someone who refused to register their power and abide by the law. It's propaganda. <laughs> propaganda. The world government. He hadn't realized it was something that could happen in real life. Hannah sighed. He had a power that's never been recorded before, and it was really strong and deadly. What power? Um, it's pretty scary. Are you sure you want to know the details? Alvin nodded. Okay, the superhero said. It was the gamer ability. Oh, no. <laughs> it was some kind of transfer ability. It took strength and vitality, maybe other things, too, from his targets and transferred them to him. So the more people he hurt, the more powerful he became. They were having an early Halloween party at a club a few blocks away from your apartment building. He went there and started draining people. It took... A really long time for people at the party to notice. It was loud and crowded. He blended in and he killed several people before someone finally realized something was wrong and called emergency services. She shifted in the chair and it creaked loudly again. The other heroes working here in Chicago were busy and Dispatch didn't realize how dangerous the situation was. So they only sent me and Arjun. Can you imagine if Aetheral Space Chapters were this long? Uh. We would live in a glorious society. Um, when we got to... Hold on, though. Okay. Hold on, though, because when I do make them long, this guy complains. <laughs> My devil's trick. I'm never happy, Captain. When we this got guy's to the club, setting me was... up for failure. I can't meet his oh, unreasonable demands. Tanhony, we love Aetheral Space. Never change. Well, change as a human being, but don't change Aetheral Space too much. Well, change Aetheral Space, you know, because it's got to stay interesting. But You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> when we got to the club, it was bad. It's <sighs> a lot to read. The villain's power fed itself. The more people he killed, the more powerful he got. And as he grew stronger, he could kill people even more quickly. He was moving almost like a speed agility type by the time we got there, which was bad for us, because Arjun and I don't have the mental specs to deal with true super speed. He's just like, <laughs> I love the idea that she's talking like superhero jargon to this He's, like what? He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He was about? fast? <laughs> he was fast. She grew quiet, and when Alden glanced Could over, he, he saw ping that pong she was... with himself. <laughs> um, he saw that she was staring off into space, her lips pressed together. He didn't want her to stop talking, not until he knew everything. Uh, popcorn, my my stomach hurts. What kind of avowed are you? He asked, feeling a little proud. He remembered the proper name for people chosen by the system. What powers do you have? No. <laughs> yeah, I noticed yeah. the question mark. Com- command aura activated. <laughs> Level like, one skill. Like, authority. He's like, he's got like a deadly glare. <laughs> Welcome to the system. <laughs> I just got chose thirty seconds ago. <laughs> that was him. U- <laughs> that was him using his fucking tadpole in Baldur's Gate. <laughs> you feel. You feel the the worm inside you. <laughs> Squirming, it pleased with itself. She shook herself and looked over at him. I'm an adjuster, A rank. I know it doesn't tell you much because a lot of variety of adjusters. I focus my skills on stabilizing and freezing isolated patches of, of reality. 
Oh, hell yeah. Seeing his blank expression, she gave him an apologetic shrug. Yeah, it's kind of a complicated one. Just think of the bubble you were in. I, I received that spell recently. It makes a space that keeps everything inside it from changing. I don't think it actually stops time. Can't get a straight answer if anyone asks. But it's almost like that, so even though you're badly injured, when it wraps the bubble around you, you stop bleeding. Your mind was supposed to stop working too, but magic can be weird sometimes. Nothing hurt anymore, said Alden. I couldn't move, and I couldn't get excited or scared like normal. I'm glad. I'm going to study the spell more so we can figure out exactly what happened. I thought you might be terrified to be trapped in there. It never occurred to Alden before that a superhero might not understand their own powers. How could you do magic without knowing how it works? If you know how it works, it's not magic, surely. <laughs> Ooh. Anyway, said Hannah, we had to stop Body Drainer. That's what they're calling him right now. We tried. Hell yes. He's like, he did die, but he got a cool name. Uh, let's just say Body Drain is the kind of person I want to run into at the club, if you feel me. <laughs> well, given the experience of the other people who ran into at the club, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> fair, fair. Given their review. <laughs> Peer reviewed studies Body Drain. He drains my body. Vibes. <laughs> we just tried to slow him down with my spells so that Arjun could grab him. Arjun is an S rank brute, almost purely focused on physical strength. S-Ranks have loads of power, so even if the guy started draining him, he should be able to stop him, but I couldn't target or cast fast enough. And all my spells were invisible, so when I tried to build traps, he just dodged them. He started frustrated. He ran out of the club and we chased him down the street. He was too fast for us, but he kept stopping to attack people, so he managed to keep up. He's like, at a certain point, don't you just, like, run for it? Maybe we don't need to tell the small child all these details. <laughs> I just mean, like, I'm talking about body training. It's like, the theory yeah. I'm like, Surely, at some point, you just have to, like, leave. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm done now. Cool. I'm done for today. We had to... I'm, I'm all tuckered out. I told Arjun we had to get him into another enclosed space. What about any people? We would lose him if he ran flat out in an open area. We couldn't afford that. And usually newbies who aren't used to extreme speed do badly in small space, but almost everything was residential. The first empty building we saw was the one right across the street from yours. I don't knew about that. That building was being remodelled. When it was done, it was going to be apartments, too. He'd hoped loads of families of other kids would move in so they could send secret flashlight messages to each other through the windows at night. That building's fucking gone, kid. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> That's not happening. You can rebuild a house, but you can't rebuild his parents. Can't I? <laughs> My new ability, reincarnation. <laughs> it just took a little bit of manoeuvring. <laughs> Will you be chosen by the Artonin system? I assume so. I assume that's I'd see and he's gonna maybe at some point. <laughs> I was asking if you were gonna be chosen by the Artonin system. You think I haven't already been? Ability act- I am you you were <laughs> unique ability activate, new world order. <laughs> I can't have you figuring right. me out this soon, I'm sorry. That event no longer happened. Oh my god. Keep reading. That'd be a good power. <laughs> that would be a good power. Just retcon. <laughs> That's literally tough time roaches. If it, you should make time roaches an actual state. Time roaches is the medium for which I use New World Order. I see. We managed to chase the villain in there, Hannah said. Arjun went after him to fight, and I stayed outside to block the exits and stabilize the building so they wouldn't completely collapse and damage the neighboring structures. It's hard for Arjun to use his full power without destroying everything. I became a sidekick so they wouldn't have to focus on things like that in the middle of serious fights, so. There's battlefield support, it was my job to keep Bison safe and let Arjun know what his options were. 
He stopped talking again, and the silence lasted for such a long time that Alden began to feel uncomfortable. She's upset. Was it because it went wrong? Something must have gone wrong, because the villain was not dead in the empty building across the street when the fight was over. He was dead in Alden's bedroom. Alden's parents were dead too. Oh. I was making stable zones where I needed to absorb the force of Arjun's strikes, but I was spread too thin. The body strainer started showing off some weird energy skill we still haven't figured out. He was sending out these pulses that were almost like explosions sent on his body. They were going right through my spells. Shrapnel started flying like that piece of metal that went through your window. She stared at his stomach as if she could see the scar through his shirt and continued. So I tightened my focus even more, making my spells extra strong in smaller areas so nothing could get through them. And I, I made a horrible mistake. Arjun suddenly asked through comms if the middle of the exterior wall and the seventh floor could take a big hit and I said yes. But I was in such a rush I counted the windows wrong. I stabilised the middle of the 8th floor instead. When he tackled the body drainer, they both smashed through the side of the building and we went and carried them all the way across the street into your family's apartments. There were tears oh. in her eyes. Oh, she just she just told them. The ringing in Alden's ears seems to have got louder all of a sudden. His lips were trembling. I'm so, so sorry, Alden, Hannah said. It was my fault. Don't... You might hear things from others, all kinds of guests and rumours... You should know the truth. Farshan was doing exactly what he was supposed to be doing. He did everything right in a bad situation. Your parents died as a teenager. I thought it would be cool to be a supervillain because I made a stupid, awful mistake in the middle of a serious situation. Oh, fuck. Dumb. That's so dark. Alden's vision oh, blurred. Good, a huge, wrecking sob welled up inside. I have to be honest, I'm going to read this by myself. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. I really like this. I'm sold. Slaker. You slay, son. He tried to hold it back, but it was like trying to hold back the tide. He started crying every bit as hard as he had when they first told him his parents were gone. This wouldn't stop. His body ached of it. His pillow was getting wet. Nurse Amanda burst into the room and Alden screams, Get out! Leave me alone! So loud it made his throat hurt. Hannah Elba, the superhero, ran from him like a detector. Nurse Amanda ran towards him, whispering words of comfort. For some reason, Alden couldn't understand in the burning pain of the moment, which was exactly the opposite of what he'd wanted. God damn. This chapter has been reformatted so that hopefully it looks good for mobile users. Please let me know if there are any plot problems with it. Any plot problems? This... <laughs> any problems? No, problems with it. Any Look at this five pages. No, more than five pages. Eight pages of comments. God damn. That is so tight. Oh, man. That, this is good. I'm into yeah, it. Yeah, I'm enjoying this. Hashtag chosen by the Artonin system. Uh, the next one's also really long, so I don't think we have time for it. It's not as long as two, but I don't think we have time in our... Unless we go long. Up to you. Um, I, I, I think that's probably it for today, but I'm going to read this by myself. Maybe you guys should as well. Yeah, everyone go read Super Supportive on Royal Road. And if you really like it, um, maybe check out Royal Road while you're there and <laughs> read some Aetheral Space. And Well, if you like that, you should really leave a review. But only if it's five stars or four and a half. Anything lower, and you you cannot leave a review legally. Um, anything else you need to say before we do comment readings? Uh, nothing I can think of. Okay, so if we're doing this format, this might actually be good because of the guest that will remain a secret that I talked to you about. Because maybe we could read that guest's thing. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. This is now the Royal Road Podcast. You've <laughs> all been fucking tricked. <laughs> Fuck SCPs. <laughs> we joke. will do we'll SCPs again. SCPs. I, <laughs> in good time. I promise. Don't leave us, please. <laughs> the attention. No, but for real, uh, we will get back to SCPs. 
Uh, I appreciate uh, all the kind words and understanding people have had as we branch out a little bit, experiment. Uh, it's, um, but we will be doing SCPs. Yeah. We're not fucking done with that universe yet. Um, I want to write something SCP related as well, but like, I don't want to hype it up at all too much because like, I keep not finishing things that I start for SCP. <laughs> it's like my my fatal flaw right now. Have you ever had that before? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, that makes me feel a little bit better. Because I do that a lot, where like I start something and I don't finish it. And I'm like, why did I not finish it? Anyway, not important. So a password for this important. week. Please tell me about your superhero persona. <laughs> yeah, tell me what you've been chosen by the Artonin system for. Yeah, tell me your skill. Tell me your, your secret skill. It doesn't have to be a secret. But <laughs> My skill is podcast host. Very cool. Alright. Holder. <laughs> you don't even know what it does. <laughs> D-rank. <laughs> Alright, um, <clears throat> we have a couple of comments here on our Holders episode. You ready? Absolutely, I am. Good day, writes. In any city, in any country, go to any mental institution or halfway house you can get yourself to. Go towards the one behind the counter and ask for the Holder of Discovery. It will look at you with a look of abject horror mixed with disgust before shooting you in the head. That bullet is Object 473 out of 538. That's pretty good. Uh, Skull Guy says, You will enter the nondescript chamber, and there in the center of the room is an object not worth mentioning. Be careful, for the room is full of dangerous things that can do all sorts of damage to you, not worth explaining. If you find yourself enraptured by the pure vagueness of the danger, then you are already lost. <laughs> Approach the thing in the center of the room with no particular interest and accidentally knock it off its pedestal. Once it is on the floor, stoop down, pick it up with three fingers, look directly at it with a quizzical face, and say, Did someone drop this? Immediately exit the room and never think about it again or else your pet will die. Drop the object. <laughs> you never needed it. <laughs> oh my god. This is idea that you go through. <laughs> you finally realize you don't need any of these objects. That's the gift of this one. <laughs> They're all, they all fucking suck. That was really funny. Not worse. (laughs) You did like smirking smugly over like a a path of corpses dropping in the front. Like you were like stop and look at you like wait a second. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Fuck that got me. That made me belly laugh. Good job, Skull Guy. Good episode, guys. Love it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That was a really good one. (laughs) Jete says me when I'm the holder of laughter but I don't go to the table dude what happened to you I went to the cave that makes me mad what does that mean I went to the cave and now I'm mad I popped off when I saw the holders in the description and the fact that it's been 100 episodes since the first holders episode 68b very cool Tanhoney if you planned that but if you didn't plan it don't read the sentence so it looks cool and act like it was planned from the start I love hearing you guys get pissed off reading the arduous journey, scarring you for life, and at the end product being something like a ball that bounces slightly higher. <laughs> Epic episode, as always, rating it a 538 out of 10 because each point was one of the objects. It wasn't worth it, to be honest. I could have just gone to Kmart to get half of the stuff, and now I have magic diseases. Have a good week, guys. <sighs> Do you have Kmart in England? No. You don't have fucking anything. Where do you even shop? Asda. Morrison's. 
That's not a real place. None of those, those all sound like the every single one of those sounds like a fantasy location in like a fucking the starter village. <laughs> the village of Tesco. <laughs> yeah. Ah, we sell potions here at Tesco's. Ah, Asda's Emporium. We carry all manner of common objects. Asda seller, I require your strongest potions. I'm going into battle. <laughs> uh, MT, uh, MT says... Holder of learning, oh. I require your strongest object. <laughs> <laughs> the mother of learning versus the holder of learning. Who wins? Oh man, you you should try out uh, Mother of Learning. By the way, it starts good at least, and if you get bored of it, just drop it. Yeah, I will. Uh, I will. MT says hello and welcome to another episode of Internet Problems with Discovering SCP and something about holding these nuts or something. On another note, what do you think would happen if Gojo from JJK, an accelerator, this this fucked me up actually because the other day. Jack was talking in the um, about certain magical index or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, no one's talked about that in ten years. He's like, they literally just got a new series that's doing better than ever. I'm like, I'm sorry, literally no one on the internet I ever see talking about this. And then I this enjoy, comment I, happened. I, I, like I the also next enjoy day. it, so you're, you're alone. <laughs> I, I guess maybe I'm insane. It's certainly a guilty pleasure. But <laughs> Some, sometimes I have this uh, this feeling in my head where like other people. Are like cynical about a thing, and I'm like, don't be cynical. They're like, shut up. And then I'm cynical about a thing, and then people get mad at me. It's the same phenomenon, you're just on the other side of it. It's, yeah, I know. And it's like, is this hypocrisy? What is this? I don't understand it anymore. Um, Uh, Well, from what I understand, accelerator controls better, so you can do more than reverse them, um, from what I understand. So it's difficult to say because I feel like you need to make write a thesis on the and uh, well, well and the, both of them have been concerned off the ability their abilities so I think they could just have a normal handshake if they agreed. Yeah, mutually. but that's not a fun thought experiment. Well, the question He's is, what, what would happen they... if they went for a handshake? Read the next sentence. Oh wait, yeah, I see what you mean. They could just turn it off. They can have a normal handshake. Uh, they have a lovely dinner. Crowcat says we did it. We discovered holders. Insert clever name here says, In this episode, I will be reading the actual objects that each of the holders give you, without bonus points. Literally unreadable. Uh, do you want to read these, Tan, since they're in your tongue? Sure. <laughs> um, holder of trade, 10 out of 10. This is actually an object that does something, even if it's not that good. If the service consultants were getting you at any lesh harsh, I could say it may be worth it. Holder of candles, 2 out of 10. Literally just buy a flashlight. It doesn't have the side effect of turning you into a holder. Holder of putridity, 0 out of 10. Who would want this? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Holder of got one out of ten. Literally go to Walmart and pay three dollars for multiple pudding cups. Why would I endure the agony of every starving child if I can just engage in capitalism? <laughs> Same difference. Am I right, fellow internet people? Holder of the journey, seven out of ten. I have no clue what it is, but it gave me a sense of satisfaction, so that has to be worth something. Yeah, it felt like unearned valor we got through that experience. <laughs> yeah. Like unearned catharsis. Order of the first scene, 0 out of 10. Same reason as Pre-Trinity. At least that one makes you immortal, but you can also never leave your house. Yeah. So that would pretty much only suit internet trolls. And nobody else. Uh, Shaitalia says, Man, not this again. But I'll still listen because I love this podcast. You we guys. got <laughs> Not this again. That, that, that's my number one favorite thing to see when we uh, go outside the format. Is not this again. <laughs> but they did watch. <laughs> they did watch. <laughs> but And yet... <laughs> just wait till you hear this episode. You're going to love it. 
Uh, Comedy Man Kelp says, You know, something I really missed about the Holder series is how profoundly not worth it the process of obtaining any given Holder is. Like, I have to risk my life's sanity, perhaps the very existence of my soul, oftentimes leaving such things entirely to random chance, just to get my hands on a little floating trinket that sings to me in the voices of my dead friends. To which Anomalous responds, Holds. Yeah. All right. Wow, we did it. We read the comment. You can tell we're both. What do you mean he What did he respond with? He just said holes. Oh. <laughs> <Growl>. <laughs> he didn't actually. That was his comment. Oh, we. We are so. Our brains are so fried. We're tuckered out and tired. I literally have this pit in my stomach. Like, I do not want to work <laughs> tomorrow. I, that's probably exactly what I'm going to do. Um, but yeah, anything else before we close off here, Tan? Uh, not that I can think of. Tell us what you thought about this episode. Yeah. If you want to see more Royal Road Explorer, or just maybe other random stuff. Know. Yeah, maybe we should just become a literature review podcast. <laughs> Tell us what you think of um, that in the comments as well. I can, I can miss the nuance and themes of all stories oh, across the internet. Oh my god, this guy's still, <laughs> this guy's still salty. <laughs> no, I was referring to the fucking... Sorry, not to the thing that happened earlier today. <laughs> I was referring to the meme with... Um, um, oh, the time you didn't understand the, the Bright proposal. The Bright, yeah, exactly. <laughs> sorry. This guy forgot to read. Oh. This guy forgot. I forgot read. how to read. Just forgot to read it. <laughs> yeah. Oopsies. No. I just like the shape of the but, words. I love the shape of the words. I'm gonna change the shape <laughs> of this right. word. Anything? Anything else? That's it for me. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.